With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vacation for the honeymoon. A couple tickets, all inclusive, down in Cancun. I couldn't get my money back, so I'm in seat 7A. I'm getting drunk on a plane. I bet the fella on the out thought I was crazy. Cause I taped your picture to the seat back right beside me. Drunk on a plane. Buying drinks for everybody, but the pilot, it's a party. Got the 737 rocking like a G6. Stewardess is some sexy leaning, pouring coke and whiskey. Told her about my condition. Got a little my high flight attention. It's Marty Crow up in the clouds. I'm up so high, they never come down. Try anything to drown out the pain They all know 
também. When your legs don't work like they used to before And I can't sweep you off of your feet Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheek? Darling, I will be loving you Baby, my heart could still fall as hard at 23. And I'm thinking about how people fall in love in mysterious ways. Maybe just the touch of a hand. Well, me, I fool. I'm not really sure how I feel about that song. It makes me feel all sorts of emotional and like unmanly like. And yeah, I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. You know, I'm kind of a, 
in uh, disagreements with you, Randy. I like to listen to us. Oh, there's a shock. In the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's disagreeing with me. This is nothing new. Uh, I listen to it in the shower by myself. It brings back some some emotions, like some emotions. I really did. You, my did soul you cry? You know, did you cry? Maybe a little bit. Okay, I, mean, I shed a couple of tears. I couldn't really tell because the water was in my face. Though, so let's that was tears or water. You know, it wasn't really really wasn't up there. Well, let's let's uh, let's do this. Let's let's introduce ourselves. Let's uh, be re reacclimated. I don't know if I said that word right. Acclimated. Uh, no, I, I didn't even notice. Okay, I didn't even notice. I appreciate that. Uh, this is uh, off topic with Steve Spanup, and I am the one and only Randy Zelia, hey, hey. a fully fed Randy Zelia, which is always a good thing to be. Uh, yeah, so we're fed, dude. Like, I th- I think I did okay with dinner. I think I did all right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, you did better than okay. The the burger, um, I don't know where you got the idea to put it on a bagel too. By the way. I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to try it tonight. It was amazing. So this is the first time you threw a burger on the bagel like that? Uh, yes. It was, the <coughs> first, uh, it was not the first time I've ever seen it done, but I wanted to try it just to see. And I think what made it even better was the Jack Daniel sauce. The Jack Daniel sauce was definitely amazing. I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. And uh, yeah, man. I, sh- can we do that again next week? Do I have to buy next week? Can, can you bring that back up here again first? I think. Uh, can well, we do this for another two weeks with you? And then... I Maybe. wish I wish Duffy wasn't busy tonight because if <laughs> Duffy was, uh, Duff, you know, we would come up with all these different ideas. Oh, it'd be great! We'd um, praises on it. Like, Duffy, like I, I watched, I watched on an episode of Bar Rescue, and for those who've never listened to the show, yes, this is off topic again. I'm Randy Zellio on Twitter at Randy BSP. I'm I hype I hype Twitter and Instagram at Randy BSP. I hype these places, but I haven't posted in a very long time because I'm so involved in trying to get the website back up. I'm not... Yeah, you're, you're definitely a maniac I, I with didn't, that, right? I, I, have not, I have not tweeted during... I did not tweet during the NBA Finals. Uh-huh. I have I've really been off Twitter for... I've been dark for a while. Listen, I mean, you got some... You got your hands full with this right now. We're, you know, you're building this website. Yeah. We're things from scrout, ground we'll, up, man. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll discuss all that. Um... So, you know, so we haven't done that. Um, so I haven't been on Twitter. But, yes, I'm on Twitter at RandyBSP. Follow me. Show me love. Um, throw babies. Throw roses. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Don't throw your baby. Don't throw it. But you know, you, you, you know now how fragile a baby child is. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, As opposed to a baby kitty. Or yeah. I don't know why I just said baby child. <laughs> but <laughs> you now know uh, how, like, okay, how fragile. Baby child's human uh, being. <laughs> you, you now know how fragile a, a child is. Yes, yes, definitely. So, yeah. congratulations again. Yeah. Th- I know, oh, well, thank you. Thank I know you. we've discussed this multiple times. Yes, Ra- yes, Rachel was yes, here last week yes. with me, and we discussed the that wonderful too. Rachel. Yes, the wonderful Rachel and her boyfriend John yes. called in. You know, oh, really? John called in too. John huh? called in too, sense. and we we were discussing um, movies. Well, you were on the phone with us. And yes, then, yeah. And then yeah. we got him involved in the conversation. We both agree that Rudy is the number one like guy movie. Rudy is definitely um, one of the the best. Um, guy movies, I for sure. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm guessing out there a lot of guys. I mean, if you if you're into sports, uh, chances is that are the number one you, sports movie? I, in my in my opinion, it is. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to say yes. I, I would say if we took a poll, the majority of people who um, enjoy movies. How about you guys out there in Periscope too as well? I just want to say hello. If you enjoy if you enjoy movies, what's your favorite movie? What's your what, number one? What is it? I mean, I, I, Randy and I we share the same one. It's, it's definitely a. Uh, Rudy, in, in, in our opinion, it, it was Rudy for the reasoning of I grew up in t- 1994. Like, I think that was one of those types of movies. It was one of a kind. Yeah, definitely was. And uh, we're also going to go live on Facebook if you want to see what my ugly mug looks like. If you've never seen me before, Randy is always playing up his ugly mug over there, which is completely not true. This guy, 
This guy can definitely get any girl in the world he wants over there. Yeah, right. right. Let, yeah. Me yeah. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Let me know how that goes. Here we are. We're back live on Facebook. Hey, hey now that guy is a, not a funny looking. That's a, that's a funny looking guy right there, though. Right, right there. Yeah. And for those who are just listening can and we, can not, we, can we yeah. pan off me over there? I don't know, Randy. I, you know, I don't know if I could do this. Man, I thought you said it was a radio show. You, that's how you sold me on getting up here, man. You said radio show. Nobody would have to see you. It's perfect. And now you look. You, you're like you got to go on live Facebook and all this other. Oh man. Oh man. I didn't even get a cut yet, dude. Ugh. Yeah, well, that's why I'm going with the hat. I, next week, oh, I'm wearing a hat too. Oh, it was okay. like the like right. next week. I will be having the whole haircut thing going. Yeah. So, so let's discuss uh, a couple quick things here. Yeah. We are live on Facebook, on Periscope, on yes, everywhere um, yes. except for Twitter because I, for, I just keep forgetting it. Apparently, you can go live on YouTube now. Really, you can go live on YouTube, but what like their YouTube channel live? You can go on YouTube live, and it's it's all sorts of weird stuff, yeah, technical stuff, and yeah. So, with all that being said, um, let's talk about what's going on real quick. 201-825-1234. You want to yell at me, yell at him. I'm always being yelled at anyway, so I'm used to it. So, please go ahead and come on. Yeah, yell. Um, yell at me. Kavolt, as they say in the yeah. Jewish language. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kavolt. Kavolt. Yeah. You can kavolt. That's the key. Yes, yes. Um, so, you know, all, come on live and um, make fun of us. Do whatever. 201-825-1234. So, let me tell you about the contest we're having. I'm, you I'm won't excited. even know this I'm contest. A, I'm going to say I'm excited. It's a two-prize contest. And I'm not just throwing the peace sign out. Two Neither prize. I'm not throwing gang signs That's out. That's actually two. Guys. For those people who are thinking that I might be in a gang by throwing this sign yeah. out there, I am uh-huh. not part of a gang. Uh-huh. Um, with all that being said... That'd um, be a weak gang sign anyway. Like, they no, have all I'm kinds not. of crazy stuff. That's like this, like, hey... You know, you just give that I'm one like, short, oh, wait, white, and what Jewish growing up from Fairlawn, yeah. living in Wayne. Okay? Yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. I know much about being a gangster. Yeah, yeah. All right. I know much about being a gangster as, you know, watching you American Gangster. You have tattoos on your arm. <laughs> so there's a purpose. You, like, I can mistake in you as a gang member. Oh, yeah, listen, I'm a gangbanger. Yeah, yeah. you might be a gang. Not. How do I know you? How do I know, like, there's not, like, five people outside there waiting to jump me when I leave? Listen, you better, you know, you better be nice to me on here, Randy. There is. There's a whole bunch of people How out do there. I know that? I got my pot with me, kid. You know, it's going on out there, man. It's, 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 you're in trouble. You know? I thought so. I might have been the whitest person in the room, but you might have just toppled <laughs> that. Thank you. I'm glad you wore the Yankee hat. If it was a Mets uh, hat, it would have been, oh, been, 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 been fighting. We would have been throwing down They would have been pissed, fist, you know, going at it. I would have you know called I mean? my crew. Yeah. My crew would have been called, yeah. <laughs> Your Damn, crew, that's called my crew. My crew. That's it. You know? <laughs> so, with that uh, being said, um, plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk do about. Do you know who's listening to us live right now? Who's this? Uh, the new back sports page superstar Danielle McCartan. Danielle McCartan, hello there. She's definitely a backspace superstar. Back sports page. Yeah, back sports page. Back sports page. You work for the website yeah. and you can't pronounce it. I cannot pronounce it. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a tongue twister. I'm, I'm gonna Maybe say you just call I'm, it I'm sports gonna, page. I would have been. It would have been great. We're, you know, you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna call. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna you know toss that up to you know lack of sleep because yeah. of the baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lack, lack of sleep, big time. Yeah. You know, for sure. For I, sure. I have to tell you a quick story about. Um, how good Danielle is, and this is just not me, you know, um, blowing smoke up her butt. This is me being 100% honest. We did the McCordy camp. I'm listening. And yeah, and we, were yep. do- and we were doing that, and it was really, 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 really good. Lots yeah. of fun. Um, and, and, in fact, that stemmed off the whole Gatorade conversation. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That you and I had. Yes. Um, yes, we had a full-length conversation about Gatorade. <laughs> We we could have a full length conversation. Had, Danielle just said, "No, oh no, you don't have to." I'm like, "Oh yeah, so we do." Um, you know, we had a whole conversation about Gator, but at the camp, we were just out in the heat. It was Father's Day. It was out in the heat, and yeah. it was hot. And we were both like, you know, like, ah, we just want to try and get these interviews done and whatever. Just yeah, try and get yeah. it done. And, 
you know, Daniel Daniel was awesome. I was like, she had an idea. I was against the idea. Um, she got both Mccordy twins to do it. It was called Bad Tweets or, or Angry Tweets. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah, got yeah. both McCordy twins to read the angry tweets about them, which was really cool. Oh, it must have been funny. And I said it to her, I'm funny. like, just imagine when we start, like, if we have, like, a pro bowler who's on this, like, an Odell Beckham <laughs> situation. Mean tweets. It's called mean tweets. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad yes. that Danielle is going to be so quick to text me when I screw up what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that's why she's the best in the biz. So yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get her up, because remember, she, I asked her if she wanted to come up tonight, and she's yeah. she actually texted me, and she's like, I have... Um, six or seven things to do and I the first I was, I was like I thought it was six she's like no it's seven she's telling me to play it on the air you know we'll play because it's on her YouTube channel so maybe we'll we'll play it on the air yeah um, let's do it yeah, we'll play that we'll play that a little later for you Danielle definitely um, definitely we got you back. she's supposed to be in the studio uh, during the regular uh, year she has a show up here um, 60 minute overtime which is uh, very good she does a great job uh, she's good people uh, uh, sky's the limit for her yeah and she speaks Italian ooh so you know she. Knows so she can do a show for the Italians out there too as well. Yeah, she. So she can do a whole multi-talented. Show in, she can do a whole show in Italian, bilingual. Ooh, and yes. not only that, wow. but she can also recommend the best uh, pasta and pizza. Th- there you go. Recommendation. There you go. And she got Jonathan Hankins to sing Drake and Jay Z today. Ah, there we go. There we go. Uh, Look at this, this. Is, this is the youth in America in sports media. Like, we love her to death, but this is what she comes up with. Okay. <laughs> so with all that being said, we're here. We're live on Facebook. We're live on uh, 90.3 FM WRPR. This is why we, um, you know, we, we, we love Danielle. Thank you. Always, she's, and she's editing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stop reading live messages on the air. Uh, oh, it's great. Never, it. I, never, I like it. I like it's it. going to be 745 in no time. <laughs> so... <laughs> I like it. Let's let's see who's calling us. We got call-ins. Right. WRPR ninety point three FM. Who's who's on the air with us right now? Hey, how's it going? This is E from Cliffside Park. Who's this? E from Cliffside Park. E, how you doing, bud? I'm good, man. Uh, real quick, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on what you thought about uh, Kevin Durant getting so much uh, so much heat for uh, joining uh, Golden State, and you know LeBron James basically three years later after uh, a couple years later after leaving Miami just gets a free pass. I think the difference is I think why people are very very angry with more with Kevin Durant, and I'll give you my opinion in a minute. But I'm going to give you just like a little background why I think people are angry. It's not like LeBron who's like a Cleveland guy and he just picks up and goes to Miami because he wants to play with two other superstars. I think why this looks like a weak move, and this is what everybody's saying, including the experts and everything else, and I sort of agree with it, is you're picking up and playing with the team that just beat you, and so it takes the old can't beat them, join them idea and. I was not like everyone seemed to love the Warriors over the last couple of years. I just never jumped on that bandwagon. Jose, who listens to the show consistently, always says that I'm always a year too late with some of these teams. Like I, I became a fan of the Celtics uh, after the fact, uh, after they won their championship and everything. But uh, my total opinion is: look, Kevin Durant and some of these other players don't want to go into the Hall of Fame and don't want to be one of the, remembered as one of the great players who doesn't get a ring. LeBron James didn't want to be that, but. I think that trying to compare Durant's situation to LeBron's situation is just a little bit different uh, because you know Durant doesn't have a lot of ties besides just playing the nine or the eight seasons in Oklahoma City. He doesn't have those like home ties like LeBron did. Um, I think it's going to be very fun to watch. I think um, there's going to be a lot of drama with it. But just because they got Durant, you know, like we have to understand, Golden State was still a great team. They won 73 games last year. 
And they had camaraderie within their team. They had Harrison Barnes, who did not play well during the finals. Um, and they also have Andrew Bogut, who was their rim protector. So now you're having a whole bunch of new pieces in there to go around. They're, they're now their big four. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. E, what was your thought on it? Well, I mean, part of the problem is a lot of these players are friends outside of their teams, their respective teams, and obviously they um, they get together, they talk, and you can take a look at, I think, Chris Paul wanting to play with a couple other uh, of his friends a couple of years back. Contract situations didn't work out that way. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's unfair to give him that kind of slack, especially that kind of uh, pressure, especially when he's good friends with Draymond Green. Maybe he just enjoys playing with the guy. Maybe he just wants to be on the same team with people he gets along with. Uh, granted, I mean, I, I don't agree with the fact that he probably went there, but I don't think you can give him as much as much uh, pressure or heat as, as the media is giving him and everybody else. You know, <clears throat> I, I think that... Uh, Kevin Durant going there. I mean, the guy obviously wants to win a ring. And uh, that offense, first off, is like geared for the type of player he is. And he's going to fit great in there. And uh, besides the fact that they won 70-something games or, you know, made it to the finals, that offense fits perfectly for him. So he, I mean, they, if they won, you know, five games or, or 70 games, uh, it's still geared for a type of player that he is. And I think that's the best fit for his uh, type of talent anyway. And I think he should have ended up in that, pl- in that spot regardless. I, I mean, you know, Oklahoma City, that just it, it ran its course with him and the type of player he is. He, he just didn't fit really all that well there. I think it was it was obvious that there was times that him and uh, Westbrook were definitely not on the same page during the game. And uh, he would look like he was frustrated towards the end of some games. And rightfully so, you know. I mean, they both, you know, uh, I mean, Westbrook, the type of player he is, they, they don't complement each other. And I think Durant is going to be fit. He's going to fit very well with that Golden State offense and the way they move the ball through each other and uh, find the open player. He's going to fit right in there like a you know a missing piece. And I don't see them you know not going to the finals next year. It's it's crazy if they don't. And I I think you I mean you'd have to give them the number one spot to to win it too as well. The, the best chances, the best odds to to win it next year. And yeah, I, mean, oh. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I just wanted to add a quick point that I think Russell Westbrook's the best player that needs to have his hands on the ball. I mean, uh, I think Golden State's probably going to be, in the long term, probably be better off without Kevin Durant if they can add some pieces to sort of complement Russell Westbrook. You know, E, I also think this, too. You know, we talk about how great Golden State's going to look with uh, Durant. And obviously, Oklahoma City's going to take a step back. I'll get to that point in a second. But I, I think what people are also forgetting, before we just announce that the um, Golden State Warriors are going to be the Western Conference champions this year, I look at the one move that the San Antonio Spurs just made. They lost David West to go to Golden State, and they got Pau Gasol. Now, Pau Gasol is a major upgrade from David West. And uh, I think Duncan's going to make the announcement in the next day or two whether he's coming back or not, which I, from what I understand, he is. So, you know, now you're becoming very front court heavy. But if you look at it, there's going to be some points where you're going to be able to put Aldridge on the floor with Pau Gasol, putting Aldridge as the big man in the middle, Gasol at the four. And, you know, Danny Green and obviously Tony Parker mm-hmm. and uh, Kawan Leonard. So, you're, you know, that's a team that. If there's going to be a team that's going to beat the Golden State Warriors, I think the San Antonio Spurs are going to be there. And um, I I also just think you can't leave out the Popovich. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. The Popovich factor. Um, The the guy's an amazing coach. I mean, he's like, you know, in that that NBA, he he has a great system. You can't discount any of his teams, and he's always going to be there. The Spurs are going to be be there. 
and uh, they're going to be a nice challenge for the Golden State. You know, I think yeah, and e, you know, to, to also bring up the one point about Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook. Uh, there is a very good possibility that they're going to go into the season without Russell Westbrook because they might look just to do the total, press the you know, blow-up button and just blow up the whole thing. Uh, Russell Westbrook is a very, very talented player. He, he is a, a guy you can build a franchise around. But what made that team so special is the fact that those two guys, over the last two or three seasons, learned how, learned how to play with each other. And I, I think... It's a lot. There's no discounting the fact that Kevin Durant is a huge loss to that franchise, uh, that, which also doesn't mean that they wouldn't do business again in the future. If Golden State goes out and wins a championship this year, he can just as easily opt out and go back mm-hmm. to Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, he's a very sensitive guy. I've covered him before. I've interviewed him before. He's a, he's a very sensitive guy. He takes the criticism that people say about him personally, like LeBron used to uh, before. You know, Le- LeBron got uh, thick skin when he was down in Miami because he became the villain. I'm not sure if Durant can handle being the villain. So that's going to... And so when he saw people burning his jerseys in Oklahoma City, I think that might be the turnoff. But he left... You know, Unlike LeBron, he called the teams. He called Oklahoma City and said, I'm leaving. Unlike LeBron said, just watch my special and then you'll find out. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah, Durant's a yeah, definitely... Yeah, no, d- definitely Durant's a... I mean, we can all... I mean, I'm a big LeBron fan too, and I I really didn't have much of a problem how he left um, Cleveland and went to Miami. I think uh, he was a young player at that time, I and mean, we can really get into that. But I think Durant's definitely a different person. He's definitely more sensitive. Um, he's an easier guy, and maybe a, I would say more of a nicer guy if if that would, if that makes any sense. And uh, he cares about what people think about him a little bit more than LeBron does. And uh, but I I think he's a great unselfish player, and and that's you know it rings off the court as well too. He's he, he's every bit of the p- same person off the court that he is on the court that you would think, I, in my opinion. And uh, I think he's going to do really well. E, one more question for you before we let you go. Um, the two uh, the two teams in the Easter Conference that seem to me made the most moves there in the offseason so far have been the New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls. Um, do you think that either one of those teams have helped their cause now to become a better, uh, a better not a team that's going to knock off Cleveland but can compete a little bit more in the conference? I'm not sure the Bulls have, to be honest with you, are what do they have now? About three guards on their roster, including Wade, um, Rondo, and Butler. Yes. So unless they put Ron, unless they put Butler as a stretch three, I'm not sure how they're going to fit that in. I'm, I'm guessing that they're going to probably try to limit Wade uh, Wade's minutes just due to his injury concerns. I think they actually took a step back this off season. Um, I like what the Knicks are doing. Uh, basically, I, I think they're building towards next year. Meanwhile, trying to still manage to try to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I like the Noah signing. He's a solid overall player. Solid player. Hopefully, his defense can sort of uh, inject some enthusiasm into Carmelo's defense. Obviously, that's always been an issue there. And um, I mean, Derrick Rose, if, if he can go back to his rookie year form, which you know, contract year, I don't see why why he wouldn't have the motivation to. I think it's a great move for the Knicks. I mean, uh, Przingis, you have uh, Noah, then you have Kyle Quinn as a decent center backup. Um, I think the Knicks made some good moves, and I think uh, I like what Phil Jackson's doing. And, you know, he's gearing a lot of these moves towards, uh, you know, releasing some of that cap next year where there's some uh, big-name free agents. You know, it's it's interesting, too. You mentioned about the Bulls. Yeah, the, the, the game plan is to put Butler at the stretch three, have Gibson start at the four spot, and then have Robin Lopez at the five. Um, I'll be honest with you, as long as they fill out the bench with, you know, some defen- decent guys, they have... Um, the, the foreign kid, I keep, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. Um, who, who's been playing good off the bench for them for the last two years? 
Nerovich. Nerovich. I can't. I just can't pronounce his last name. I, uh, they, McDermott. McDermott made strides last year. As long as we can't play defense to play a lick, but um, you know, he can't play defense for a lick or do anything on like that. But you know, it's just for the um, the simple fact of the matter is, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see where everybody uh, how this team goes. E, we have to let you go, buddy. But thanks for giving a call, and I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, E. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, let's. Yeah, that was a good call. Let's let's keep going. We talking more basketball? Or what? Who's on the line? We got over. WRPR ninety point three FM. Who who, who are we speaking with? Fred from Palisades Park. Hey man, how, who's this? Fred Palisades Park. Hey Fred, how you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. What what what's up? So, quick question: Do you think the Bulls have the three point shooting to compete in the East? Because I don't think so with the modern day changes in the game. And therefore, who would be their biggest rival? Talking about the Cleveland Cats coming out of the East, right? Um, I think with the Bulls' three-point shooting, I know that they're looking around for options. There's the problem is right now in the in the league, especially for this year. There's a lot of great complementary players available. Uh, Mirovich can shoot can shoot the three. But you're obviously right. You need another three-point shooter. Um, I know they're looking at Kevin Martin. I know they're looking at a few other players um, who can put points off the bench for them. And I think that's going to be key. Like the la- like E said before, Dwayne Wade is not going to be doing a full 82 game season. So they, you know, you might Mike McDermott could shoot the three. I, I watched him last year. He was able to play and he was able to you know put points off the board. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they do it. Now, you, what was your question about the rival? Who the Bulls' main rival well, is, or saying, is it Cleveland? I'm thinking, you know, obviously Cleveland is the favorite to go back to the finals again this year. And, you know, when you look around the East, you see you talk about all these upgrades, the Knicks and the Bulls. I don't think any of them have the three-point shooting to keep up. That's the problem. I, I agree with you. Um, I'll tell you... I know Atlanta is on the border of fire sale. So I know a lot of teams have acquired about Kyle Korver, even though Kyle Korver is starting to show his age a little bit. Um, there's there's a few guys out there that people are looking at. Uh, obviously, Jamal Crawford, um, I, I I know that the Clippers made him an offer. I don't remember if he signed yet. Um, I know some people are looking at him. J.R. Smith is still out there. He's not signed yet. Um, and not only that, but the, the Cavs just acquired Mike Dunleavy. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's funny how, you know, how the game come like that. You know, if you ever watch the YouTube clips of these 90s games, they're shooting, like, maybe 12 threes a game. That you might be looking at, you know, 15 to 16, 23s made per game. So, oh, yeah. Everybody's taking a page out of Golden State's book over there, I guess, nowadays, right? Well, yeah, and, and I think the problem is the, the life of the big man um, – you know, some of these, um, some some of the teams in the league, are, you know, are, are not playing, are playing for second place now. And um, my big thing, my big thing with Golden State now for the last few years has been use your body, you you know, use use your height, use your strength, and and control and try to get the pace off of long rebounds because that's how that, they they do a lot of their threes in transition. That's why they struggled in the last three games of the NBA Finals because they weren't getting those fast break points. Um, Everyone's worried about Steph. You just keep a body on him. Keep a body on him. Let him he's going to hit a few threes, but just keep your body on him. He's going to take a lot more shots and join four shots to happen. And that's what ended up happening during the NBA Finals. But nobody, like, it's, it's like 
it's like the funny. It's like the viewer who's watching knows it, but everybody else is just like, uh, I didn't know that. We, we, we're supposed to keep a body on Steph? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? This is all new here. Well, yeah. I mean, Cleveland said uh, uh, if if anybody's going to beat them in these last you know three games or last couple of games, game six and seven, it's definitely not going to be Steph. And they every time he had the ball top of the key, you would see two people looking at him, running at him, and. Uh, you saw Harrison Barnes uh, wide open a lot, and you saw him miss a lot of shots. I mean, uh, you know, it's just it's the way it goes. I think that... Uh, and everybody on that team is just so versatile. Draymond, Barnes, I mean, they can all hit. Can yeah. Well, oh, yeah, definitely. And it's interesting, too. We had this conversation with um, a couple people. I was with, talking with my buddy who, who covers Summer League, who covers Summer League and so on and so forth. And we were, we're all talking about some of the moves that were made. Um, yeah, we're, the Spurs and the Warriors are the two favorites in the West, and Cleveland's obviously the favorite in the East. So, you know, we're sitting there just trying to figure out what, what, all the, what some of the other teams are doing. Like, the Mavericks pick up Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut from, you know, from Golden State. Harrison Barnes signs the offer sheet to trade with Andrew Bogut. They have Darren Williams as point guard. Dirk Nowitzki's going into his 19th season. Um, and they have Wesley Matthews as their two guard, and they just have to fill out their bench. With you know, they're going to have Barrera back. They're going to have a few other guys there. Are they really a team that's going to scare you and put fear in you that you're going to uh, not want to play them in the playoffs? The Clippers are still the Clippers. You know, what like what are we really really doing here? So, uh, how about a team that nobody is talking about in the Trailblazers, who probably have maybe two of the top ten three point shooters in the league? If they could just get another transition guy or a stretch four to help them out. I mean, that should, that would be really interesting. The Blazers, and I also like the Evan Turner move, but, um, you know, it's going to be very interesting. And, uh, listen, we thank you for the call. We really appreciate it. And keep listening. And uh, follow us on Thanks Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, man. Uh, Randy Thanks BSP. a lot, Fred. WRPR. Who am I speaking with now? Bill Ingram. Ah, yes, the one and only Bill Ingram, our, our, our superstar friend from Texas. I, I, how many autographs did you sign today, Bill? I just have to know. I stayed away from the paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, you know, we, we've been talking NBA free agency for the last uh, 20 minutes, and when I texted I can't you... can't imagine why. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. What's going on over here? Yeah, like, know, is something on in the news? Or? Right, yeah, right now we have... We, we, were, we were on the Courtney Lee watch for a few days when this whole thing started, and thank God he oh. signed. Where did he sign? Yeah, he, he ended up signing with the New York Knicks. <laughs> oh, well, all right. That's a smart <laughs> signing because he can play a little point guard, and you know Derrick Rose is going to be hurt, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's true. Uh, there's 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 a lot of truth to that. Um, Bill, after all your years of covering the NBA, have you ever seen a free agency uh, period like this? I think they've been progressively crazier as the league continues to expand uh, the cap and the money that's available. And uh, but to see uh, the biggest surprise that's come along in a long, long time was Kevin Durant leaving OKC. I get it. I agree with his decision because, let's face it, you just joined one heck of a, a team. Uh, but at the same time, his loyalty is so strong, and I've known KD since before he played in the NBA, and I was just positive that that loyalty factor to the fans, to the team, to Sam Presti, to his teammates, I really thought he was going to stay. But, wow, 
what a what a team he joins and how good mm-hmm. are they going to be next year yeah what a move for him right i mean come on bill that's it's unbelievable fit like i keep saying i said it you know prior before i mean it just fits him so perfectly they're going to move the ball it's going to be well it's it's such a it's geared towards him you know he's going to he's going to fit in there just like a perfect piece you know and when you look at a situation like happened in the finals this year mm-hmm. where steph isn't firing on all cylinders and you needed another another piece i mean sheesh Steph doesn't have to do much but facilitate now. Mm-hmm. It's gravy. You know, one of our callers just asked before about um, the difference between what happened with Kevin Durant and what happened with LeBron a few years ago. Uh, Kevin Durant didn't have the home ties that LeBron did, but I think the difference is LeBron didn't just lose to the Miami Heat in the, you know, in the, in the playoffs and then say, okay, I'm going to go play for them. This is a little bit of a different yeah. situation. Durant went to the team that beat him in the Western Conference Finals. Um, do you think is 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 this a worse situation than LeBron, or is this was this a little bit of a, st- a step lower for uh, Durant? The thing that was so disgusting about the LeBron situation was the way it was played up with that decision TV special that they had, where it was they'd staged like an hour, and there were a lot of questions about what he fed his dog that morning. I mean, like crazy <laughs> stuff that was it was embarrassing mm-hmm. the way that was handled. At least Kevin Durant went around and he listened to the teams he was interested in he did his due diligence and ultimately there's no arguing he chose the best team to join yeah. and there was no TV special it was simply I've made my decision I'm not dragging it out here's the decision he said I'd make it in 48 hours he made it in 48 hours mm-hmm. boom it's done and while I hate to see it from the aspect of instead of two great teams in the west you now have a great team in the west and a lottery team other than that, you can't argue his decision. I mean, the opportunity to be back in the finals. The Thunder have gotten everything he could give, and they've had every opportunity to put a team around him that could get back to the finals. And it's, I'm not saying Sam Presti's not a great GM. I think he is. But it's a very difficult thing to do. And so, uh, and honestly, when you trade Serge Ibaka and you get Irsan Ilyasova, and he, to me, um, that probably made it easier because the team around him, no, no, there's no telling what Presty might have done once Durant recommitted if he'd done that. But as things stood, the Thunder were not as good as they were when they lost to the Warriors, and that might have helped make his decision. How, how much do you think uh, Russell Westbrook had played into him making his decision as well? I don't know. He's, he's pretty royal to Russ. Now, Russ, of course... Uh, has always had his dad in his ear, and his dad wants it to be, it's your team, it's your team. I think Russ got over that a little bit when KD was injured, and they really struggled and you know, with that last-second playoff push. And you know That's great. You can put up all the numbers you want, but you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped Russ become more of a team player. And certainly we saw him this year not being just a capable passer, but a, an actually a willing passer. He, it really was a, a transformation for him to want to pass the ball as opposed to only when he needed to. So I, I think it might have been, you know, you can't say, well, Westbrook's not a great point guard. Westbrook is a, the second or third best point guard in the entire world. Uh, so, you know, from that aspect, I think it was probably tough for KD. But you've got the best shooting guard in the league, the best power forward in the league. First or second best point guard in the league. Maybe Kyrie's better than Steph. Debatable. So uh, I I think it was just purely which team has more talent, and a team with more talent. Best opportunity, you think he went to. Yeah. 
Hey, Bill, what about the San Antonio Spurs? I like the move. You're exchanging David West for Pau Gasol. Um, Duncan's going to make a decision this week about what's, what, it, what he's going to do. Um, is the Spurs the only, if you're an anti-warrior fan this year, are the Spurs like your only hope to beat them? I would think so, and it's not the front court because there is, there's been a very serious uh, shift in the NBA to where having two bigs in the front court like Powell and, and LaMarcus Aldridge or Duncan and LaMarcus, whichever combination they might use, um, can be a disadvantage because of the speed of the game. But to me, they've committed an awful lot of money and resources to Kawhi Leonard, and he's got to be the answer to that. He's got to step up and be the guy that he was in the finals a couple of years ago, not the guy who has sort of disappeared when it's mattered most. Uh, and if he is that guy, then having Powell Gasol, I mean, there's no question. That's, that's an incredible uh, upgrade over Boris Diaw, for example. And if, and if Tim Duncan does decide to retire, uh, which um, I don't think he will. <laughs> yeah, I don't think but, so either. Uh, they're not asking much of him. You know, go out and play 10 or 15 minutes or whatever a night, and he's going to get plenty of nights off. Mm-hmm. So it's a chance yeah. to continue to mentor LaMarcus and whatnot. But I think it's it's an incredible signing. Um, are they better than the Warriors? Oh, boy. Nobody in the West is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not everybody in the league. Yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a tough one. I, and I looked up and down the Western Conference to see w- which teams got significantly better. Um, with with some of the moves that they're making, not obviously not Warriors good, but just good. And the only team that I really sort of I don't know if I like their moves. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I like the moves. Some of the moves that Dallas has been making because you look at their team and it's actually a pretty formative starting five. Obviously, we have to see what their bench is going to look like, but you know the combination well, yeah, on paper. Yeah, the is what happens on paper does it, you know Dirk is not the player he was. Right, Darren Williams is not the player he was. I did love Harrison Barnes. I mean, honestly, I don't know why Harrison Bar- why Sam Presti didn't say, okay, well, we'll throw a max contract at Harrison Barnes. But, uh, you know, that'll be interesting to see who he becomes now that he's going to be the first option on offense, I would expect. Yeah, and then look, real quick, shift over to the Eastern Conference. Um, the Chicago Bulls and the Knicks are, are the two teams that really made a lot of significant moves. Well, and the Pacers, too. Indiana. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the Pacers, Indiana, too. And Al Jefferson, wow. Yeah, they they pretty much said Larry Bird is sitting there saying we're going to go for it and we're going to go for it now. So you know, let's let's see what we can do. Uh, out of those three teams, um, do you th- obviously do you th- see all three teams uh, back in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs this year? I'm not sure about New York, and the only reason uh, is because Derrick Rose's injury situation. He's not the player he was. Um, are they better at center with Joe Kim Noah? Certainly. Have they have they added some interesting pieces in depth? And yes, um, you know. But I'm much more impressed by what the Celtics did with Al Horford. Yeah, it's a great um, move. I love what Indiana did. I, I, Jeff Teague is a guy they've been after for several years. I, I knew uh, David Moore was a very good friend of mine, and he's the one that built that team originally before he got kind of backstepped by Kevin Pritchard. And he'd been after Jeff Teague for a long time. They even signed him to the offer sheet, which, of course, the Hawks wound up matching. But I love what Indiana did. Um, I think Atlanta takes a big step back because you've traded the goofball for a very, very good center. Uh, and so I, that, that never has not worked well for anybody in a long, long time. Um, the other team that's interesting is Chicago because Dwayne Wade's a great signing. Um, 
you know, and certainly Taj Gibson is the guy they've been leaning on for a long time, and you've got Robin Lopez, who is better than anybody ever thought he would be. Uh, but Rajon Rondo is the guy that you're like, which Rajon Rondo is going to show up? Because there have been times when he was with the Celtics that he was amazing. There have also been times where you just, I mean, I know Darren Collison's a very good friend of mine, and he was, he was just scratching his head with in Sacramento because he's like, this guy, you never know whether he's going to show up or not. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's a tough situation to put Fred Hoiberg in. Hey, don't overlook the Jazz, by the way, in the West because they've added some veteran experience around a very impressive young core. Mm-hmm. Joe Johnson. Agreed. Joe Johnson. And George Hill. Yeah. situation and great in Indiana, too. Um, so they've added some, and Borsia also, San Antonio. So they've added some experience. I think there are a number of teams that really help themselves on both sides of the conference. So, of course, teams like Houston, the Clippers, uh, you know, Miami, they've really they've taken a big step well, Charlotte, Charlotte's taking a big step back, too, and I know that's the one that hurts you and I the most because we're both, like, all I season last year. We were watching them all year thinking, wow, if they could just get Al healthy. I didn't understand that, honestly. I... <laughs> you and I both said the same you thing. Just, <laughs> you just look at a franchise and you go, it's like Houston. Could you just get out of your own way? Somebody, Could we get somebody to run that team? that knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah, because you, you sit there and you say, I don't want to bring Al Jefferson back who can score 20 points a game at, at, at any point. And then you're like, well, we're, we're going to keep Marvin Williams. Wh- what? And that was a big deal. Like, they were so hot and heavy after Marvin Williams. And I was like, I need to, I had to go back and recheck his stats. I'm like, did I miss something? Marvin Williams? Are and, you kidding me? And I'm I like, loved... Please. Yeah, and I love that point guard, the two point guard combo of Jeremy Lin and Kemba Walker together. They just played so well yeah. together. But that league, the the league is set up that that kind of a combination in the backcourt, which a few years ago would have gotten destroyed defensively, is now able to take advantage of of the pace of the game and the fact that other teams have small players on the court too. Um, and again, if you're Jeremy Lin, you found a situation you were where it just worked. So many guys to be successful in the NBA. It's about being in the right situation. It's not about, you know, you can put Dwayne Wade on any team in the league. He's going to contribute. Uh, but on the other hand, a guy like Jeremy Lin really has to be in the right system with the right combination around him. Yeah, and, and right now, especially like you just said in the Eastern Conference, there's Cleveland and then there's sort of everybody else. I, I, I still think Toronto hasn't really addressed any of their issues that you and I have talked about in the past. Front court's still weak. Um, yeah, like I'm just looking around. Boston helped themselves getting Horford. Uh, Miami's obviously taking huge steps back, and we don't, they don't know what's going on with Bosch. Um, you know, the Hornets taking some steps back, losing some key players. I can't believe they gave Nick Batoon that contract. That was just yeah, another guy that you're like, really? Yeah, hundred million dollars to a fourteen point a game guy. I'm sitting there going, I can score four points a game. Can I at least get thirty mil? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what the heck? There are, there are a lot of people running NBA teams that really have no idea what they're doing. I mean, the, you know, and I, and I know this not just as an observer of the game, but I have friends that are front office people, and they talk about, you know, you just can't. Like, hey, Sam Hinkie running the Sixers. Uh, and Sam, I've known him for years. He's a great guy, personally. Um, but he goes over and takes over the Sixers and makes boneheaded move after boneheaded move and doesn't return phone calls to executives who are trying to talk to him about making deals. You know, some people just, (laughs) it's not, it's not 
as easy as we think it is as you know for fans who are playing you know 2k and whatnot where you can put any player on your team and now the team's great there really is uh, some chemistry to it and if you don't understand the human side as well it's not just the numbers like Daryl Morey and Sam and you know people that want to turn the NBA into money ball that doesn't work it's been demonstrated year after year Um, you have to understand the full spectrum from building a team building people you have to build great people to be great players to have a great team and very few front offices understand that and you say that and Matthew Dellavedova got a 36 million dollar contract <laughs> you know why cuz he had a good final 2 years ago right yep and same he thing with Mozgov a couple of, couple of good games and Mozgov same thing really yeah my goodness yeah <laughs> so bill are you are you writing right now are you are you covering right now i am not right i have i have a blog which is uh more than basketball nba uh, where I write about the NBA, but I, I write about a lot of different things. I've been really uh, keyed into the presidential run and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, if you follow me on Twitter at the Rocket Guy, I always tweet out. Um, I wrote a piece on Dwight Howard last week that a lot of people were talking about. If I write about the NBA, you'll find out. Yeah, uh, we have we have we haven't had you on the show in a while, so we have a couple questions for you. So again, this is why the show is called Off Topic. Um, Steve and I are usually throw some weird food questions out or just sometimes some weird questions out. Um, tonight's top five, if you want to just give us one or two, your t- top one or two Tom Hanks movies. Oh, boy. Well, Cast Away, probably number one. I love Cast Away, just everything he had to do to, to go through physically to film that. But then I'm also a, a big sucker for You've Got Mail and uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Um, but then, at the same time, wow, to put, I, I don't know, number one is Cast Away. Number two might be Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, if we just lump those together. Okay. Um, and then his romantic comedies are great. Um, but gosh, he's done so many. And I got Bridges Five sitting there waiting for me to move to watch that. He's done so many great movies, but certainly Cast Away and the, and the Toy Story, <laughs> he, he'll always be Woody to me. Those are great. Yeah, I mean, Cast Aways, I mean, if you're pretty much what two hours of by yourself and is on his island and you know there's really not much going on besides besides uh, Tom Hanks and, and Wilson the volleyball I mean how could you not say that's some great acting and a great movie but I think you're missing out on one one key movie over there Bill about Forrest Gump man that's a that's a great one too I mean the guy just did a phenomenal acting job in the movie I mean I, I definitely have to throw that up in the top five too as well yeah Sleepless in Seattle great movie I have never been on the Forrest Gump bandwagon, even though, here's a little trivia fact for you, I played Forrest Gump in a TV commercial a long time ago. Oh, interesting. So, really? Uh, it's pretty cool. I was never a fan of the movie myself. I, I get it, I understand, but it just, the, the whole, uh, it just seemed preposterous to me. I don't know, something about it, I never, I tried to get into it when I was playing the role. I, I watched it three or four times trying to... <laughs> of course, right? You want you want to know the role a little bit more. Uh, what about um? What about Philadelphia, Phil? Uh, Bill, have you, have you seen that one? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, he, the guy went through a lot in that one too, as well. He had to lose yeah. the weight and whatnot. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good acting role right there, you know. That is, I think you rounded out my five. I, <laughs> I wanted to help you out a little bit, man. I know we were on the same page, Bill. You know. <laughs> anything where he's with Meg Ryan, anything where he's with Tim Allen, and then Castaway <laughs> and Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, uh, Denzel, right? Denzel. That, 
and and we'll leave you with this what this last question. And this was the first question we had on one of our first shows. Uh, if you were having a slice of pizza and you were to order sausage on it, is it sliced sausage or crumbled sausage? It's that crumbled Italian sausage. Yes! There we go, yes, Bill. There that's we what go. we're talking about. That's what we want to hear, man. I almost want to play the cel- cool, cool <laughs> the gang and celebrate right now because I feel like dancing. Because that's, oh, because that's, that's what, you know, that's like, not for nothing. People don't appreciate the crumbled sausage. Yeah. I do. They can all, they can pass it to me, and they can have all that sliced sausage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm with you on that one, Bill, for sure. Randy and I will share it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Um, Bill, thanks again for uh, coming on for a few minutes to talk NBA free agency. Uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. I know I will be seeing some amusement park pictures with from you and your daughter on uh, Facebook at some point during the summer. <laughs> Yeah, we'll check it right now. We were at Six Flags uh, yeah, day before yesterday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Great American Scream Machine? No, well, not with my five-year-old. Oh. Okay. Oh, all right. All in, right. A, in a couple of years. When she turns years. six, game <laughs> on. She's pushing the height factor. She's already 47 inches. She's, oh, she's there. Huh? there. Yeah, she's there. <laughs> yeah. She's there. <laughs> a couple and, more inches to go. And by the way, tell her, tell her when she's six years old, game on for that roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thanks again for your time. I appreciate it, buddy. Take care, Bill. Anytime, guys. My pleasure. Yeah. Always, guy, always awesome to have him on WRPR oh, yeah. 90.3 FM, 201-825-1234. Um, yeah, a lot to digest there as far as the NBA. You know, I like we can be like one of those shows that just keeps discussing it. And, you know, I listened to Mike and Mike in the morning the other day talk like four straight hours about Durant talk. You know, I mean, hey, it's, it's a big topic. I mean, you can definitely talk about, it, especially right now. I mean, uh, free agencies, you know, you know, it's full factor. You know, it's a, it's a big topic, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But what what I have the problem with is that, you know, we are sitting here talking about it, but what else is there to really say? You know, I guess that's the part I I have the problem with. It's. It's no longer really. It's no longer our problem, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're 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 sitting here talking about it, and it's there's nothing we can do about it. You know, I, I do I agree with the move. I do not agree with the move whatsoever. I think it's a cop out move to go play with the team that just beat you. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I I am a firm believer of sticking with the team you started with. It makes you loyal. It shows that you care about the community that you're playing in. Why do you think Derek Jeter is re- is loved by Yankee fans? Because Derek Jeter didn't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not. But I mean, you're also talking about two different sports: baseball. I think basketball. Baseball's you know it's a bigger team sport. Just I mean, more people are on the teams. I think these basketball teams. I don't. I don't know, man. I think they move a little bit more. You know, I think the players move. They don't. They don't stay in one spot. They definitely move a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. You don't see, like, you know, a Derek Jeter, you know, a David Ortiz. You know, these franchise players, they really much play very much. They stay in these these in these in cities for the most part in baseball. Football, too, well, you know. Even football, yeah, they don't move I'm it that talking often. About the fa- I'm talking about the fan base. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, like, so for example, you and I are both wearing Yankee hats, oh, okay? Yeah, yeah. Alex Rodriguez will never be as beloved as Derek Jeter. No, definitely. Okay, yeah. that's why you know they always say that Jeter had the single, uh, A. Rod had the single white female thing going against mm-hmm. Jeter. Yeah, the yeah. simple fact of the matter is Derek Jeter was a Yankee from when he started. Yeah, you know Alex Rodriguez is going to be a transplant. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's a transplant from another team. As yeah. great as A. Rod is, I think A. Rod might be just a better player than Derek is. 
But the simple fact of the matter is, Derek Jeter was a homegrown Yankee. You're you're okay. You're a baseball fan. What about Paul O'Neill? Again, transplant is still still beloved Yankee. Loves the Yankee but over like, there. Same thing with Tino Martinez. Tino, Tino came from Seattle. Man, Seattle, yeah. But many it, years in Seattle. But too. if you go, if you say it's you know pick one A Rod or Derek Jeter. Most of the Yankees, I think 95 oh, to 97 percent, yeah. maybe even 99 percent of the fans, <laughs> yeah, maybe even 100 percent of the fans are maybe, going to change. Most likely, you know, I, I think this is that one time in in mo- you know in history where you can say 100 percent. Yeah, well, and uh, again, and it's nothing against it's nothing no, no, against no. A Rod. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. The same thing with Mickey Mantle versus Roger Maris. Yeah. If you really look at it, you are not going to pick Maris. Maris, no, because he's wasn't a true Yankee. Not saying that O'Neill and, and Martinez are not true Yankees, yeah. but they started elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, if you have someone who's so beloved, that's sitting there saying, you know, I, I was going to try and throw a politic thing in there with Trump and Clinton, but I don't think there was really anything to go there. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, you know, you have to look at it like that. And I'm a firm believer that home gro- if if you're drafted for a team and you are committed to that franchise. I'm trying to think of an NBA player that went to the Hall of Fame. Okay, John Stockton is the perfect example. He never went anywhere else. He yeah. stayed in Utah his whole entire time. Mm-hmm. He didn't go n- anywhere. So did the mailman, too, over there. Didn't no, he? no. Malone went to the Lakers his last year. Did he really? Yeah, he I went know, to the Lakers his last old, year. Man, so long ago, I can't <laughs> remember. You know. <laughs> Barkley switched teams four times. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Pippen won in Chicago, so he doesn't have to buy a drink there ever. Yeah. No. Um, He's great. I'm trying to think of other great players. Um yeah, I don't know. Oh, you can't. You can't really. I mean, you got, we'd have to. Yeah, you know, it's definitely. It's tough to think of. It's definitely tough. Yeah, it's it's really a tough thing. Loyalty is a very very difficult thing in sports. See, I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe I I just have a different mindset though, Randy. Like I said, I I didn't even like I said earlier about about uh, LeBron leaving. You know, I didn't have a problem with him leaving and going to Miami. I figured I didn't have a problem with him leaving. I had a problem with the way he handled it, yeah. and it left a very bad taste in my mouth until he went back to Cleveland. I always rooted against him in Miami just because have the decency to tell the people you've been working for for the last four oh, years. Oh, the way he did it was definitely. That's my yeah. problem. Yeah, no, and that was my made Not the fact yeah. that he went to Miami. Yeah. I didn't care about the fact yeah. that he went to Miami. I cared on how he did it. Yeah. And he didn't. He and he. And what bothered me even more is he didn't see anything wrong with how he did it. Yeah. No, definitely. It left a bad taste. It was an untasteful Dur- way of doing Durant's, things. Durant's situation is much different because he's going to the team that beat him. So he doesn't make him look at after years of sitting there saying, this is his home, this is his home, this is his home. It's not. Yeah. So. See, I mean, but again, I like I said a little bit earlier, I'd have to d- disagree with Bill on this one. I think Russell Westbrook was a, a big reason why Durant's not on the team anymore. I, think I that don't think so. I, I've, I didn't have an opportunity to jump in there with it. But I don't think so because the last two, three seasons, they realized what they have with each other. I just don't think that... Westbrook Westbrook is not a guy you're going to build a team around. That's the thing. Durant is a special player. He's 6'10". He can shoot the three. He can go to oh, the yeah. lane. He's very unselfish, too. He has foot, pro- he has foot problems, though. So that's my only problem. I'm not going to say he's not worth getting the max money. Yeah. Problem. No. Well, of course. I mean, he's still one of the top players in the NBA, you know. All right. 201-825-1234. Call us in right now. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We still have Song of the Week to come. We still have um, Top 5 still to come. Uh, we still have our our ultimate late night 
contest. Okay, here we go. Late night contest, and no, it's not Steve calling you up in the middle of the night talking dirty to you. Well, listen, hey, but if you want, though, you know, for 25 cents a minute. <laughs> I think you're outpricing yourself. <laughs> I know I would be outpricing myself at 25 cents. <laughs> I'd be calling him like, is this John? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the wrong number. Give me a quarter. Um, with I need all, a quarter, man. <laughs> just, a, just, just give me a quarter. So <laughs> with all that being said, let's explain what the contest is. We decided to do this again. The New Jersey Devil thing didn't work. You were in labor. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I was I was having a baby myself, which uh, it was tough. I, I, I went through a lot of pain to get through that. Well, I'm kidding, actually. It uh, was more gas from the sandwich you were eating while in the yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that, that um, hospital food. I don't know what they tell you about it. But, <laughs> it's uh, terrible. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> no, shout out to Englewood Hospital. Yeah, I, Ang- I, that's where I had the baby. The food was fantastic. Everybody there was me. Shout yeah. out to Englewood Hospital. Shout okay, out. Okay, so shout with that being said, um, so we didn't get to do the devil's thing, but here's what we're going to do. If you tweet us or Facebook us your favorite Tom Hanks movie. Mm, there we go. And if you can pick mine, nah, I don't think we want to pick mine because that mine's a very random one. And uh, somebody out that, there, but that's the perfect thing. No, 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 no. I think we got to go with that. Oh, okay, here let's is go with the random one because without, you don't want a common one. Without look, no. See, see I want to give like a good trivia contest thing with this. And yeah, I, is it only gonna work? Yeah, the problem is because people, the power of Google, the power Oof. of Google. Ooh, you know, the power Google. of Google. Yeah. Um, I will come up with a contest, but here's what the prizes are. You have your choice either April 4th or April 11th. They have a choice. April 4th, we're going to Late Night with Seth Myers. Come with Steve and I, you and a guest, yeah. for a taping of The Late Show with Steve Myers. Uh, St- uh, Seth Myers. Seth Myers. Yeah, Steve, Seth, you know? Yeah, same thing. Seth Myers, Steve Myers. They're all, they're <laughs> Michael Myers, you know? They're all going to be there. <laughs> Ryan Mark just tweeted Forrest Gump. <laughs> Ryan, are you telling me that I sound like Forrest Gump? Last <laughs> <or laughs> <laughs> lack of box. Um, Seat's taken. So, yeah. So, you know, you'll either come with us for a taping of Late Night with Seth Myers, or you come the following week with us to a taping of The Daily Show with uh, Trevor Noah. Both would probably be okay. fantastic days with us. Yeah, I mean, you get so to hang out with Randy and myself, I mean, which is so I'm sorry, cool there, there is a drawback to the contest. There is that. <laughs> oh, that's the drawback. That's, that's the drawback. drawback to the contest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you can come out and hang out with us. Um, go to see um, Late Show with Seth Meyers or the uh, Daily Show with Trevor Noah yeah. with Steve and I. Hang out with us. We'll do the whole thing. We're not going to treat you to lunch, but you can definitely come out to lunch with us. Um, we have a budget. We do. We, we do. do have a budget. We do. It's whatever Steve and I have in our pockets that day. That <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's our budget. And I don't know if you know if you've you know, but I just had a kid too, so a lot of those pockets, you know, are very okay. You know, they're they're kind of empty over here. I don't so know what's going on. I think I just got the contest. Steve Spanup uh, at Steve Spanup. Spell it out for everybody. S P A N O P. At Steve Spanup, tweet to him the best fatherly advice. Ooh. And Ooh. Steve will pick a winner for that. That's a great idea. I okay. love this contest. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, and it can't be, you know, hold your nose while you're changing diapers. <laughs> I need some real advice over here. some real advice here. Okay. Some real advice. This is, I'm a first time father, guys. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Any advice would be great advice first off. But, yeah, let me hear the best advice. Let me get something deep down, something really cool. I want to, you know, we're going to vote on it over here. We're going to get something really good over here. All right. So, tweet him at Steve, at Steve Spanup. Um, and then I guess the second question from me. All right. I guess we need a good question from me. 
And so whichever one will we'll pick the winner and we'll pick where where everyone's gonna end up. All right. What do we got going? What are you thinking about over there? I think we should go to a music break and then we'll come back. All right, you hear that guys? Music break. We're gonna be thinking, contemplating what's going on. We'll figure that out. Uh song of the week still to come. Steve Spanup's uh Stay tuned for that song of the week. We'll figure it all out. Well, Ed Sheeran.
I think we found a new topic. I think we just we started talking about soda, and like I'm not a big soda drinker, and neither is Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve's like I, I like root beer, and I'm just like I like Boylan's and Boylan's cherry red root beer, and it's like, ooh. Yeah. We we just went there. Yeah, we definitely. I think the the draw hit the floor, mouth just started instant watering. It was it was, like, it was oh, there. Oh, yeah, it was like. Yeah. Uh, Randy, I'm gonna cut this show short today. I gotta go to the store. <laughs> yeah. for I want to give you one of them. <laughs> I want to give you one of them root beers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sitting there with a straw hat on, sitting on Listen, a patio with a shotgun. I'm heading out here, and I'm getting a Stewart's root beer float from here. Can anybody tell me where there's a Stewart's root beer float? Is there is there any of those things around here? They're done. There's nothing, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can go downstairs by the soda machine and see if and hope they have A and W root beer. <laughs> not like an A and W. No, not at all. Definitely a steward to Boylan, but uh, yeah, I'm a root beer fan. It comes down to it. Yeah, but I don't drink soda I, I, in general. I don't know how I feel about that. Um. Anyway, so I'm sorry. We were we were talking about this contest. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I oh yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. We, Are, have do we have the, the best. Do we have the question. Yeah, we have the question. We got and, the question. And, and, you were talking about fatherly advice for you. No. So we got my question down. It's pretty uh, it's an easy one. Actually, if you people want to call in, 201-825-1234, best fatherly advice you can give to Steve. Definitely. Definitely. I'm my, up for it. My question's a little bit tougher. You know, we were talking about Tom Hanks, but we're going to switch over to a different actor for a minute. We're going to talk about Jim Carrey. For those who know me know that I like stupid comedy. Um, I am stupid comedy. Um, there's, I come with a disclaimer when you meet <laughs> Be prepared for some stupid jokes. <laughs> and... Um, I also love Steve Carell from The Office. I just, I loved him in a lot of his movies. Some of his stuff's really good. I thought he was hysterical in Anchorman. Oh, yeah. The part where he just goes, loud noises! <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I just, a great <laughs> part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great in the movie. <laughs> and he was just as funny in the second one. Yeah. Like, I don't know, did you see the second one? I didn't actually, no. no oh, my no. God. I definitely wouldn't do see that, though. You know, you know, it, it just came out recently, though, right? It came out like two years ago. <laughs> it came out three years ago. No, it was more than. Was it, it three? It, it was three years ago. I'm so glad that you're keeping up with the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it was really, um, <laughs> it was really funny in all in both Anchorman movies. The, the cast in those movies, though. I mean, well, Anchorman one, like I seen for sure. Uh, the cast in it though is fantastic. I mean, I didn't even know Paul Rudd was in the movie for like. An hour through the movie, I'm like, "Oh, that's Paul Rudd right there. <laughs> He's the one who's putting on Black Panther. I mean, this is great. You know, the, the, uh, it's, it's it's amazing. It's a, it was it was a, a funny movie. I mean, it was it was great. There was so many uh, different actors in the movie that just snuck in there. You know. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> <laughs> Loud noises. That is so great, man. That is so great. <laughs> I, I felt I had to pull that up. Oh my god. That is. He was also great. Steve Carell was also great in Forty um, Year Old Virgin. Forty Year Old Virgin was a fantastic movie as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's out there. It's it's sort of really really funny. Another movie, Paul Rudd. You know, Seth Rogen. Yeah, another one. Yeah, those guys all seem to stick together. They do. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were watching. Uh, I mean, I was watching Knocked Up the other day with some of my family, and uh, we were talking about how you know that whole cast is pretty much stays together and moves on. You know the. To different stuff. It, it was not that was a great movie too. It was hilarious. Full, of some good uh, talent in that movie too. Love the acting. I, I, you said you have not seen Anchorman too. No, I've actually. So okay, no, so no. you're gonna be watching this scene depraved. for the for the first time. I want you. To, I hopefully there's no cursing in here because I. Had, <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna watch this for the first time. Uh, hold on one second. Let's wait for this video to skip. The beauty of YouTube. This scene is this scene is brought to you by YouTube. That is great. 
map there. Look, look at the monitor. Right. Uh, uh, Ron, where's my legs? Where are my legs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any legs. That is great. Your legs are fine. The color of your pants just just matches the Ron, I don't have any legs. the chroma key behind you. In 93. 93. That is amazing. <laughs> God, I love this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to laugh because it's damn. Did funny. they bring back the whole cast for this movie too? Yeah, they did. Everybody, Christine Applegate. Everybody's in this. Everybody's in. Wow, it. that's a great. I got. I'm checking it out tonight. I think. And you remember in the first one they had the. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just still laughing about it. <laughs> uh, they had the the anchor fight. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, all, like, they all show up. Vince Vaughn's there. This everybody's one, there. This one is better because they have like Kanye, Will Smith. So there's another anchor fight. Jim, Jim Carrey. Oh uh, yeah. You know Jim mean? Carrey. Jim Carrey. Wow. He's what representing Canada. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So our trivia question. Um, we're switching over to Steve Carell and, and of course Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey was in some great movies, uh, Ace Ventura, yes, Mask. Yes. His his later work seems to be like, much more selective, much more kid oriented. Doesn't do a lot of rated R comedy. Yeah. Um, did Liar Liar? Did Bruce Almighty? Did um, I like the Yes Man? The Yes Man was oh awesome. great movie. That was really that was like a hidden gem right there. You know, That's it was so funny. I I loved it. Um, if you so. I'm a yes I man, like, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like those sure. two. I like those two actors. So. If you can tell me what two movies that Steve Carell and Jim Carrey were in together, you'll qualify for the late night show package that we're offering as a uh, as a prize here. So give us a call two one one eight two five one two three four or tweet it over to me at Randy BSP. We'll uh, we'll pick a winner on that one. I think, and also some good fatherly advice for Steve. And you're not allowed to use IMDb. We will know. Oh yes, I know. I have a. St- I, I don't Something, any, right? I don't have anything. ESPN? I, 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 You'll just I do have ESPN. It's on this computer. <laughs> <laughs> <I do. laughs> I'm, I'm now just, you know, ridiculous. So. No, but th- seriously, fatherly advice. Give us the two movies. Tweet Randy. Tweet me. And you'll get to go see uh, Seth Meyers, man. Yeah, hell yeah. You know him and Michael Myers. would be oh, right next yeah. to each other doing a duo. Be great. A little Halloween, little Seth. <laughs> like a little Halloween, you know. You know, honestly, let's let's go off topic a little bit. Halloween. That's it. That's probably one of the best horror series. Okay. No. Oh, I thought you actually just wanted to talk about the holiday Halloween. I was like, dude, we're in July. Yeah, well, Christmas. I would be talking about if that was the case. Really? Christmas in July. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. they, they've been putting Elf on. You want to talk to the Jew about Christmas <laughs> in July? What Listen, the come hell, on, man? Come on. What the hell? Come on. You don't have to celebrate <laughs> to know there's a Christmas in July. They put they put Elf on TV and stuff. I've, uh, see, I've seen Elf a thousand times in the past, like, two weeks. Great movie, by the way. Elf is a good movie. You realize this is three minutes of my life that I'm never getting back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure we're both not understanding that. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, we, we talk about that. And it's, um, I'm not a big horror guy. I remember, I but I still can think that the original Nightmare on Elm Streets are ten times more scary than anything they put out now with visual effects. Interesting. I don't know if you feel that way. Same thing with the Friday the Thirteens and the Halloweens and the only movie that actually really scared me. I mean, obviously, I'm not like going to go walk outside my door. I'm like, oh my god, I'm scared that Michael Myers or or Jason's going to show up. But an actual movie that really freaked me out is The Shining. That's like the only movie that really like yeah, kind of like, terrifies me a little bit. You know what? You know what movie actually scared me? 
The Love Guru. <laughs> I couldn't believe the love Mike Myers made a movie the that bad. That, that scared you, huh? That scared the crap out of me. I've never oh, seen a movie that was that bad before. No, I didn't see a movie. Are you kidding me? I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> I watched the first 10 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> I like Mike Myers, man. I mean, but... Uh, I love... I like, I like early Mike Myers. I like, I like Austin Powers. Yeah, exactly. Early Mike Myers. You know, I like... Um, and I, I thought the the second one. No, I, th- the first one and the second one were, was was very 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 good. Yes, I I must have to agree with you on that one, Randy, for sure. They were both fantastic movies. What was the third one? Third one was the uh, was that the Spy Who Shagged Me? The third one was, was Goldmember. Yeah, Spy Who Shagged Me was second, right? Actually, the boy is quite astute. I really am trying to kill him, but so far and successfully, he's quite wily, like his old man. That's Princess Leia, by the way. You tell us a little about yourself. The details wow. of my life are quite inconsequential. Oh no! Please, please, let let's hear about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Princess Leia was Natalie Portman. Yeah, Very right. well. <laughs> Where do I begin? Carrie Fisher's gonna hunt you down. <laughs> my father was relentlessly self-employed. I love this. This is a story. Owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. <laughs> my father would womanize, would drink, oh, would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. <laughs> Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. The sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge <laughs> lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. <laughs> when I was insulin, I was placed in a burlap meat bag. Helmets. Meat, meat helmets. Meat I'm going to make a meat helmet when I get out of here, Randy. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, come on. I thought you already have one, right? Who I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm behind. I think you know? every Jewish kid in, in, in the suburbs has a meat helmet. God, I have one, man. I want a meat helmet. I'm a little jealous right now. <sighs> oh, Lord. What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> making meat helmets after this. That's what we're doing. We're making doing. Me- <laughs> 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 yeah, right, making meat helmets. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've, we've strayed away from... Uh, I think we went way we, off topic on that one. Let's uh, did let's, we get the? Uh, <laughs> I want to see what they have one more clip here, just because we're talking about Tom Hanks. Listen, we got to throw it on, man. The Sleepless in Seattle for sure. Okay. You've got mail. Um, so let me see if I can uh, if this is the actual right scene here from uh, this movie. So, top five uh, brought to you by Guerrero. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school. Before we do that, let's go to the phone lines here. You're on the air, 90.3 FM, on the Performance Ford Lincoln Hotline. Who's this? This is Asat, the captain. And the captain is joining us. It is very rare that we get an, we get an opinion by the captain, but the captain is here. Hello, Senor Cap- El Capitan. How are you? I'm doing okay, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I, I would tell you my, my DJ name for my days at WRPR, but I, I honestly can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> that's years and years of alcohol abuse that, right there. Well, that and also it was God knows how many how many years now? Well, oh, the, yeah. Well, years? Let me see. We uh, You graduated in 02. 02. So, yeah. So... Uh, it is. We we do appreciate you joining us. I want to ask you because you two are a movie guy at times. Your top uh, five. You. Your top five Tom Hanks movies. 
Oh wow! All right, you just put me on the spot. Oh yeah, that was on the spot, right? In in in, in order or just five, like top five? Uh, that's up to Steve. Listen, I, I mean, I, I say you just throw them out there. I, I, I always tell, I said last week when we were talking about this, I mean, I have about 50 top fives. So, I mean, yeah. it's hard there's, to, like... There's a lot to choose from. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, no particular order. We're not going to hold you to it, you know? Just good top five. All right, I'll, uh, I'll go with um, Big. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Big, Big. Didn't even mention that. That's there. a great movie. That might be my number one slot, uh, by the way. You know, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm thinking that, too. I, I, and I feel bad saying this, but, I, like, I mean, I'll, I'll put it... Saving Private Ryan and Forrest Gump up there too, mm-hmm. and I know those are you know like Go America and patriotic films, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Big as my number one. Um, and then I'll go with uh, I think uh, this is a classic from the '80s, The Burbs. The Burbs. Oh wow. my god! I okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Classic. Classic '80s. Um, and then I don't know. Castaway. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's a two and a half hour movie of just Tom Hanks, and it's pretty pretty entertaining so that's gotta i think that's gotta be up there just on that yeah you know that was my theory too on that movie you know i just feel like if you're gonna sit there through a two hour plus movie and with one character pretty much in the whole thing and think it's a fantastic movie you gotta give the movie some praise and the fact that he he kept up almost like at least an hour long dialogue with a volleyball (laughs) (laughs) and nobody thought he was crazy yeah exactly granted i know he was supposed to be straight out of an island so I can imagine I'd probably do the same thing, but he made it enjoyable. So. Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting the script for that movie? All right, so there's no dialogue here from pages two to forty-eight. I'm like, sign me up. And I'm getting paid how much? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sign me up. I, I'll, yeah. I'll do a silent film for what he gets paid for doing movies. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so, Saf, you know, we've you know, I've been wanting you to call in now for the last couple of weeks, and uh, you finally do. We appreciate that. Do you know the answer to this trivia question? What two movies okay. has Jim Carrey and Steve Carell both been in? Together. Uh, they were definitely in, um, oh my God, I can't think of the name of it, the one where he played God with Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman played God. Um, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. They were, they were in that because he was the, uh, the snotty, uh, what's it called? He was a snotty newscaster. Yep. Um, Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. Should I know this one, Randy? It's a tough one. Really, is tough. It's, man. it's a tough one. Don't beat yourself up over it. You know, I can. I'm probably not going to know because it's probably somewhat of a recent movie. And recently, the only movies I've been watching have been like Tinkerbell and um, Disney movies. Ah, Tinkerbell and Disney movies. Sounds like you might have some fatherly advice to win over here. You know? yeah, that's, that's going to be the second question. <laughs> give you tons of advice. Definitely uh, tons. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pass on the second one. I I, I, I won't. I know I'm gonna, it's gonna bug me and it's gonna bother me when you say it. The amazing Burt Wonderstone. Yeah, see, I would have never have guessed that, and I've never seen it. Okay. I do know. I do know the movie. I've heard it, um, but I've never seen it. If they if they made it in Pixar, you would have been great. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, it, if it would have been a Disney movie with Mickey Mouse running through it, you would have been on, on top of that. You would have been golden. Tinkerbell and, and Sophia the First. Yeah. In the movie, I'm, I'm all over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've been you've been golden. You've been all right. I'm good. I'm good. Any Pixar, I mean, I'm I'm good with those. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is, is that what I have to get used to over here? Is all a bunch of Pixar movies now, huh? Nick, Nick Jr. and Disney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm already into, like, the Nick movies, uh, or Nick shows. 
I mean, they 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 syndicate uh, Fresh Prince and George Lopez. I don't know if you watch those shows, but they're oh, yeah, well, phenomenal. About, like Nick, you're gonna have to start getting used to Nick Junior, like Bubble Guppies and all that kind of stuff. Oh man, see, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know what kind of what type of uh, kids you have, whether whether it's a uh, a boy or a girl. But I have a boy, and I had just, I was telling Randy before that this kid's gonna grow up on ESPN. I don't care. He's gonna help. He's gonna sit through a four-hour baseball game. I, when I'm home, my son watches ESPN. Good, good, good. And, you know, he watches sports. But, um, unfortunately, when my wife's around, <laughs> he might be wearing, like, a whole dress-up costume with his sister's, big sister's dress-up, um, you know, princess. That's great. Wand, <laughs> you know, the wand and all that kind of stuff. Some things you just can't control, man, right? You can't yeah, be he's everywhere. He's absolutely adorable, and, you know, he's two and a half, so I'm uh-huh. all okay with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he... Uh, He's, he's a tough guy. He, he's definitely, uh, out of all my friends that have kids, he's probably the toughest kid. I would have, I'm, I'm not worried about him. Um, have you taken him to any sporting events yet? I have, uh, I have not. Okay. He, not yet. Because he's, still, he's still a little young. Yeah, I mean... We, we might take him to a... Um, we have uh, the Lakewood Blue Claws right by me, like okay. 20 minutes away. So it's not a big deal. And, like The tickets are cheap, so if he doesn't want to... It through it, it's not a big deal. Well, I don't yeah, even know if you have to pay for those tickets when they're that age. I'm, I'm, I'm really not even sure because well, if I mean, well, for my daughter, she'd be she's four, so okay, we would have to. But I mean, it's still relatively cheap, and um, you know, I, he can he can sit and kind of watch the sports. He knows he'll run up when I'm watching football or soccer. He'll run up to the TV and say, "Daddy, watching football." Uh huh. watch with you know stuff like that. That is know? great. That is great. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I was I was talking to my girlfriend, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince her to bring so I can bring this kid to a football game this year. I mean, he's he was just born, you know, about a week, week and ago, week and a half ago, and uh, she's definitely, you know, putting a kibosh on that. She's, I don't know about that, and I'm I'm trying to like yeah, convince her. Uh, I, w- I will tell you this: my brother has a six-year-old, and uh, he um, has season tickets to the Giants, and he has yet to bring him to a regular season game. My he took him to a preseason game last year. Um, he made it for the entire first half. However, my brother had to inundate him with food the entire time. Okay, so it's like you got to like <laughs> bribe him. Yeah, you, right? you have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to pick I, and choose I, your battles I, with it. I would definitely, um, if it was me, I would not bring uh, a child to a sporting event till <laughs> at least till probably at least till they're potty trained. Potty That's trained, right? Yeah, I was. I, I came to the conclusion. I'm like, all right, maybe until this kid can stand. You know, if he can stand there himself, exactly. it might be all right. I just had this yeah. mental picture of Steve sitting there in either a like the MetLife bathroom, <laughs> trying to change a diaper. Like, what do I do? Exactly. Yeah. What exactly. do I do? You find, you find Twenty degrees outside. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, can I come in here for a second? Just, you know, don't mind me. I got my kid with me. Though. Jet score a touchdown. See the baby go flying in the air. <laughs> yeah. I run out, leave him in there. Oh my oh, god! Well, like, you catch the baby when you throw it in the air. Then it's then it's, that's your kosher. That you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just gotta make sure you catch the baby. Yeah, yeah, right. Touchdown! I'm doing the touchdown sign. You know, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd so, be happy. So, Saf, you're you're very cynical sometimes when it comes to sports. What do you think about the NBA free agency uh, this year? I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just I'll just go out there and say that the Kevin Durant thing uh, is, uh, I think, horrible for the NBA. That's my opinion. Um, I will also go out on a limb here and say that the Warriors will not win the NBA title mm. because there are too many egos on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, apparently, you have like the three greatest players in NBA history all playing on the same team. 
you know, according to all the sports writers, you have Steph Curry, who is the greatest, you know, human being in, in NBA history, according to every sports writer in the NBA. Um, if Randy hasn't told you, I absolutely can't stand Steph Curry, and I think he's overrated. Um, I didn't get that actually. No, I didn't. Uh, I, didn't I didn't get that vibe at all. <laughs> um, and, and then you have Kevin Durant, who's you know, he, he's you know, he's a scorer. He, he's he's Carmelo Anthony, except he can he has more of a game. He has more of a complete game. Then you have Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. So I, I just don't think they'll be able to mesh together. I think they had a good thing going with what they had, and they didn't need Kevin Durant. I mean, they were literally um, one ridiculously amazing block shot away from winning the NBA title mm-hmm. for the second year in a row. So um, all the other ones, I mean, the, the amount of money, I think, is just that's, that's ludicrous. And I think um, other sports uh, people, other athletes from other uh Leagues have even commented on like the amount of money that is that NBA players are getting, and it's not even the best NBA players. You know, like Kevin Durant, whatever. I, I don't even know what his contract was. I think it was like two years, like sixty something million. If I'm correct, Randy, you're the you're the contract guy. Yeah, it was it was somewhere around that number. It's something around that. But then, who's the guy from Memphis that got like a five-year hundred? Like, yeah, Mike Conley signs a hundred and fifty million dollar contract. I'm like, dude, what the hell, man? Yeah, and I, I think the way it works out, he's going to be the highest-paid player, or something like that. Like, yeah, they showed a picture of the top five-paid NFL quarterbacks, and they and they said this equals one hundred and fifty million. And they had a picture of Mike Conley, and they says this is what equals one hundred and fifty oh, wow. million. And I'm like, like, l- l- listen, I, I have no problem. You're there in the sport, and if they can get the money, then God bless them. Like know what go for it if I was in his position and I could get that contract great but in terms of like is he worth it I don't think yeah I don't think he's worth you know I mean nobody's worth that type of money yeah I mean Michael Jordan in his prime didn't even get that much money you know Magic John like these guys and I know it was a different time period obviously like they the contracts but you know like if you compare them like it still is the same though yeah yeah, like that, you know, like you, you, that that type of money is usually reserved for the best player in the NBA or, you know, top five. I, I'm pretty sure most people would not even put Mike Connolly in the top 15. Do you, do you think a lot of that's just mistakenly, you know, paying these players this year? Or is it a lot of that have to do with the um, the increase in, in the salary cap amount? I think it's, I think it's both. I think... It's the increase in the salary cap. Obviously, now there's more room, and then I think a lot of I like think a lot of it also is, except for Kevin Durant. I mean, I think anyone would pay to put him on their team, but like a guy like Mike Conley and things like that. I think it's more that Memphis needs a big star, a, and b they want to keep him from going from to the other big teams like the Spurs and the Warriors because you know they're they're very quickly. I mean, they're basically all playing for you know, the fourth or fifth seed in the Western Conference. You know, it's it's that simple. And, uh, you know, and in the Eastern Conference, it's kind of the same thing, I think. It's just teams trying to keep their, their best player away from other teams. And in order to do that, they have to give them ridiculous amounts of money. And luckily, the salary cap went up, and they can. So a guy like Mike Conley, who, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, has never made an all-star team, is now the highest paid player in the NBA which is absolutely I mean that's kind of 
that's kind of crazy. You think Cleveland's going to give LeBron a sick number? He still has to sign his contract for the season. I think I think he's going to get somewhere probably in the same like Kevin Durant range. I'm I'm sure he's going to be like a thirty something million dollar guy. If that and that's my point. Like if he if anyone should get that type of money, it should be someone like a LeBron James, yeah. not a Mike not a Mike Conley. Um, I think like what didn't Al Horford get like a three year like seventy five million dollar contract? Yeah, it's, like some, it's something weird like that. The money's out of control. I, I, I that's the only part of like I know it's a business. It's not all about yeah. the it's not all about and the I game. Guess, I get the business is doing well like fans are paying and I get like they have the money but like I mean it's like the, the amount of money and this isn't even counting like the amount of money that they're getting from sponsorships and stuff like that I mean you know that that money is I mean what did like LeBron got that lifetime contract from Nike which they said could be worth billions um, throughout his from in, you know in his lifetime so I don't know it's it's it's, it's crazy we're we're talking to a soft langer here on WRPR ninety point three FM, um, over here at the beautiful campus of Rampo College. Dude, you haven't been up here in years. You should see what they've done to this place. Dude. That's amazing. There's, I think they made a deal with a construction company where they tear something down every year, yeah. so so this company still sure. has work. For Let's sure. This way, I the last time I was up there, oh God, uh, let's uh, the the first of all the overlook wasn't even built. Well, actually, you know what? Um, Oak and Maple were still Oak and Maple. Yeah, that's that's Bischoff and uh, Mack and Hall now. For those yeah, who, yeah, I don't even know what they were called. That's they amazing. Were Oak and Maple. At at the moment, they're redoing the whole calf area downstairs. And again, it's supposed to be like yeah, again. It's supposed to be. I mean, I saw pictures of uh, the uh, you know the uh, blueprints, and it's look it's looking fantastic. I mean, it's going to look crazy. That that place saved Randy and I from the great flood of. Uh, what was that? What was our? That was our junior year, right? Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> no, that was our sophomore year because that was the first year that it was open that it flooded. Yeah, there's, there's, there are some great stories that uh, we all. This is a story I haven't heard Randy uh, talk about yet. The great. Uh, you know what? Here. We Asaf is the guest, so we'll let Asaf tell the tale. I like it. There we go, Asaf. We uh, it was our uh, sophomore year, and and Randy, anytime if I correct me if I'm wrong, because again, this was in like '99, so it was the winter semester. So this was like in the middle of February. And a sprinkler head, I think it was on the fifth floor. One Oof. sprinkler head went off. <laughs> just, this was just one. And it ended up flooding um, one whole side of oak. And I think, Randy, some, some, some of your room got um, waterlogged and all that kind of stuff, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that is correct. And, Wait, uh, where you stayed, Randy? No, I, like, I was actually, <laughs> I came back. I left and I'd come back and I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, Water. Good thing I bought my boots. And uh, and we were all. Uh, it was it first was a fire drill. <laughs> Anyone who's listening who went to Rampo knows about the fire drills. Um, <laughs> Three o'clock we in the morning. Out, we were all outside in the February night, you know, in our pajamas, whatever. Drenched. And like an hour and a half later, they're like, "All right, let's move." Let's, so they moved us all into the pavilion in the hallway where the uh, fitness center was, where the gym was. Then when they realized finally we weren't be allowed back into Oak Hall, they moved us all all into the fishbowl in the academic building, and we basically slept there. I slept on like a, a top of a couch. I mean, like you had all the people, and then basically uh, anyone who was living in Oak Hall the next day did not have to go to classes. Nice. Because we were up all night. Um, a lot of a lot of people actually had, you know, a lot of their stuff like destroyed. Uh, it was all some of the some of the building, like the wood in the building, became warped and things like that. So it was uh, it was fun. 
that, that was like literally the first year it was open. So that was a good time. That would have been really cool if you had an exam the next day and you have to go to class. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the beginning of the semester. Oh. So we didn't have to, uh, I, think, I think it was like if you didn't have a class, if you had any, any morning classes, um, if you were living in Oak Hall, you didn't have to go to. They were. Oh, that's great. So you missed out getting a syllabus and having a, the teacher introduce everybody, uh, <laughs> the professor yeah, introduce was, everybody. Uh, so that was uh, that was that was a very uh, a very interesting night. That was uh, that was our sophomore year. That was the big that was the big thing of our sophomore year. Yeah, uh, and I also I um I, well I told them one story about you earlier today, but I can't repeat that story. That's on the oh God. on the air. Yeah. All I have to just all I have to say it's the pullover story in a sophomore. Oh wow, that's the about. pullover story. There we go. No, that story will not be told on the air. I'm gonna have to hear the story off air, guys. Asaf, I'm sorry. Asaf is, Asaf Asaf is a teacher; he can't have that story. Uh, definitely have to hear the story off air. Yeah, Randy, Randy can can regale you with a, a lot of a lot of good stories. <laughs> Randy, Randy was around for a lot of them and remembers most of them. Obviously. Most of us don't remember him. Randy remembers them all. And the reason why, because I was the sober one. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I was about to say that. Too. Like, Randy had to be the sober one then. That's, that's, that's the reason. That's yeah. it. Randy Randy was the sober one. Randy was the good one. Yes. I thank you for, I thank you for calling me the good one. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, will, I, I will do this. And, Asaf, you will like this week's Song of the Week because it is like an, like an 80s song. And I know how you are about your 80s. Um do love my 80s music. Yes, you do love your 80s music. Um, I will leave with this one story. Uh, we went, when the Nets, Nets had finally gotten good in 2001, 2002, uh, we went to a playoff game. They, and they were offering $15 sheets, but you had to get up really early and wait online for them. Asaf came up for it. We, we woke up, I think, what time did we have? Like 4 o'clock in the morning? Oh god, no! We were at the stadium. I think at like four, four, four <laughs> thirty. Like four, four thirty. Because I slept at your, I slept at your house. Uh, uh, yeah, I slept at your house that night. So and you guys are ready to go. Something oh, to close uh, everything, right? And so, like, and so the looks at me. He goes, he's sitting there with his head in his hands. He looks up with his look like he was going to kill me. He says, "If we don't get these tickets, I'm going to kill you." That's it. And l- luckily, clearly, we got the tickets. Yeah, and clearly, we I, was, got the I tickets. hope you, I hope you got the tickets. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, and actually, it was, actually, it was a lot of fun that game. Yeah, yeah, and and even even the waiting for the tickets, like there was uh, there was probably about like maybe thirty forty people there that were doing the same thing we were. So someone brought a football, so we were like it, it was almost like a tailgate at like four o'clock in the morning. Um, again, it was cold, freezing. Um, and then it was cool because when we went to the game later that night, and I think it was against the Hornets. Yes, it was the Charlotte uh, Hornets. Yeah, and when we went to the game that night, in our section, the, where we were sitting, were all the people that were waiting that morning. So it was kind of like just the continuation of the tailgate. Yeah, so you guys all pretty much sat together and everything. You, yeah, you knew exactly. did, you, did you continue the football you know, game inside yeah. there and everything? Yeah. <laughs> Again, Brought a beach Randy ball in this so time. Randy was a sober one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, so I had a driver. Yeah, there you go. You got. I mean, you got to have a driver, right? You got to yeah, be safe around was, here. Uh, yeah, that was definitely a fun time. I do remember that one, Randy. Yeah, that that's a good time. Um, real quick, we'll, we'll do the introduction for Song of the Week, uh, sponsored by Performance Ford and Lincoln. You can afford a Ford or Lincoln at Performance Ford and Lincoln. They won't lose your business over pricing. Asaf, you know, I know you know this song. Oh boy. Um, Is it, am, I, am I like being put on the spot? Like, am I trying to guess the song? What if I said to you the movie Look Who's Talking, what's the first song that comes to your mind? Oh my god. My wife would know this. Nikki would know this. Look Who's Talking. I can't. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think too. I'm I'm racking the brain, and I, I'm I'm getting nothing right now. I already told you what the song of the week was. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life, for better or for worse. Get nothing here, Randy. All right. You'll, you'll probably get this. Let's just get through the YouTube advertisement that always seems to pop up. Yeah, we, we love these YouTube advertisements, you know? Thank God for YouTube. Here goes, Sof. <laughs> Come on, Asaf, you know this. Oh, Walking on Sunshine. Very good. Song of the Week, Walking on Sunshine. We'll be back in a few
that's awesome. Like we just said, that was the worst music video. Yeah, you know, nineteen eighties uh, <laughs> music videos are the yeah. like you're like, wow, that really happened. Like that song is great. The music video is terrible. <laughs> uh, real quick, that was song of the week brought to you by Performance Four Lincoln in Randolph, New Jersey nine seven three nine two seven sixty seven hundred. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a thousand dollars off of any new in stock vehicle. Just tell them I sent you. Okay. Um, the top five brought to you by Guerrero uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Fighting Gym. Uh, sign up now. Go to their website for more details. So the top five, um, we were asking people who've given us a call about their favorite Tom Hanks movies. Um, if you want to know, we can go round robin. I'll, I'll go one. You go. I'll go. You give one. I'll give one. You give one. I'll give one. And we'll go from there. Okay. All right. So you start off. Tom Hanks movies, right? Yeah, Tom Hanks movies. Do I have to give it an order, too? Hmm? I, do I do I have to give it an? Even in, uh, I can't speak. Do I have to give it an order as well, or can no, I just, no, can you, I just you, go out? Let's, let's just order. make them random. At this make them random because it's too much thinking to go in order. Yeah, right now, you know what I mean. You're so, like, oh, but that one was better because the critics liked that one. Yeah, you know, you see, I'm probably gonna do that anyway, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, point. All right, so okay, out of order. I'm gonna have to go Castaway for sure. For sure, I'll, I'll I'll throw that one right out there. I mean, like I, I've said it about probably 15 times since Wilson. we started at seven. Yeah, Wilson. I mean, that's just amazing. Guy's crying his eyes out for this volleyball that was his best friend for years. Man, I would be crying my eyes out too. I name drop her every show. Wilson, no, not Wilson. <laughs> um, my my good friend Jesse. We were talking about this, and I was talking about Castaway with her, and I brought up to me the most telling point in the movie, and it okay. just so happens to be the last scene of the movie. Yeah. When he's standing in the middle of the road with four directions, oh, yeah. that basically says you can dictate where your life is going. Mm-hmm. The best part about that, you look in his back seat and see everything that he has. He has a bottle of water, he has maps, and he has a volleyball. It's all about Wilson. All about Wilson. It's all about Wilson. He doesn't need, he doesn't need people. He needs that volleyball. That's it, man. He's going in one of those four directions, you know? The next, the, my first choice of a Tom Hanks movie, and I almost want to say it first because I know if I don't say it, you're going to go with it next. I'm going in with it next, for sure. <laughs> so, damn it. Uh, <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to go with The Terminal Ooh. because I just love that movie. And Great movie. Again, I name drop for every show, Jesse. Uh, the big joke is there's a scene, and it's such a little scene. I can't even find that on YouTube. That's how little of a scene it is because everything's on YouTube, apparently. Yeah, except for the scene, though. Apparently, except for the scene. <laughs> And there's a scene right before... You remember when they have the one foreign guy who's got the knife and he's got the medicine and he says the medicine's for his dad and Victor had to translate for that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he goes to find Victor and he goes, Victor, are you in here? Or he goes, Victor, and all of a sudden his head just popped out of the bathroom and just goes, Opa. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Oh, and that's so great. That's great. Every day in the office, Jesse and I would just sit there and just go, Opa. Opa. Just exactly. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Opa. And Cr- just crack each other up. That's all it is, right? It's, it's out of nowhere. It's all like, you need. You know, and the other thing is the little Guatemalan guy. I'm not insulting Guatemalan people. So if you're Guatemalan and you're listening to the show, I apologize. It's not a knock on you. Is the guy who just goes, Do you have an appointment? <laughs> <laughs> that to me is the best part of all. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is a great movie, definitely. Tom Hanks. Underrated. Movie. Not, no, does, does not get a lot of love. You know, I mean, I haven't seen it on TV that many times either. And you can usually, you know, gauge a movie on how much love it gets or for how much play it gets on TV, you know? Yeah. Uh, your turn for Tom Hanks Oof, movie. So it's my turn now. Here we go. I'm going to have to go... I uh, See, I'm not trying to put it in order. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna go big. Damn it. Okay. Big. Uh, damn I'm it. going big. I'm going... I'm, go, I'm going... No, I, I mean, can I'm not I, picking the movie. I, no, I'm no, going big on this one. No, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm picking the movie can I, big. Can I tell you that that movie is one of my favorite movies? Really? And, like, there's... <laughs> I want to see if I can find that clip. Fil- <laughs> it's it's filmed, filmed partly in Cliffside Park, by the way. Yes. Close to where I've lived. Growing up, I mean. Um, 
there's a, there's a line in there that I always just think it's hysterical that nobody ever picks up on. Um, while, while you're trying to find out, I just want to talk about how they play the piano in that movie in uh, F.E.O. Shorts in the city. I mean, I used to go to F.E.O. Shorts. I don't know about you, but I used to go to F.E.O. Shorts all the time, seen the piano. I mean, been to the toy store, played in it. it I mean, as a kid, awesome time. You ready? You ready for we got it? Yeah, this is my favorite, favorite line. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god so he's gonna be on top you know it's great yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, it's like the total naive thing it's like you're like it's so like, innocent uh, right yeah it's so innocent it's so, it's so funny innocent. um mine um yeah, i'll say you're up randy let's go what we got over here i'm gonna go real old tom hanks here. Ooh. real old and go um and go splash Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Can you feel that? Oh, yeah. Man, dude. Listen, I got no clip from Splash. Either. Oh, man. There's definitely probably not even one on the internet on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's probably too old if it even be on there. That's a great movie, though. Honestly, Splash is phenomenal. I've probably seen that a thousand times. It's a good movie. Great movie. Great yeah. Tom Hanks movie. Great acting. Great John Tom Candy's Hanks. in that. Ooh, John Candy is in that. That's his best friend, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Love. Shout out to John Candy. Got it. Come on. Shout out to John Candy. You got, got to shout out to John Candy. Come on, right? Maybe we'll do top five John Candies next week. Oof, I already got one right now. The Great Outdoors. I'm taking my hat off or something like that. Yeah. You know, honestly, you're looking right into my brain over here, man. Okay. Unbelievable, Randy. I told you, he has ESPN. He says he has it on the computer. Yeah, he has it too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. All right, so it's on me now, right? It's, it's on All you. All right, let me see. Let me see. Let me see what we got. Tom Hanks movies. Top We're running out of them at this point. I, listen, I, you know, just, I, I don't even know. I don't know where I'm going to go with this one. I know, I know where I'm going next. I know where I'm going next. You know where you're going next, mm-hmm. huh? <sighs> Let me see. I, you know what? I'm going to go this way. I'm going to do it. I like this movie a lot. I, very underrated, in my opinion. I know where you're going. It's got a dog in it. You're going to go Turner and Hooch, huh? That's right, man. Oh, I'm going Turner and Hooch, man. That's, that's a good one, too, right Damn there. It. That's a good one, Damn right it. there. One of my favorite cop dog movies. You know, it's it's... It's a great movie, Turner and Hooch. That's a that's a classic tale. <laughs> it's a little classic over there. What do you got for me? What do you got for me, Randy? I, you know what? If you had to pick one of the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movies, for some reason, I like You've Got Mail better than Sleepless in Seattle. Mm, they're both fantastic movies too, man. So tough. So and, you, and the reason why I like You've Got Mail a little bit better is because they're they're interacting with each other more throughout the movie. Are you talking about Meg Ryan and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I'm not a huge I don't like the fact that Sleepless in Seattle they're just like they're, at the end of the movie all of a sudden they're just walking together yeah yeah I, I, I mean, think I think it goes with the closure at the end like we, we were talking about it this morning about with TV shows and mm-hmm. movies yeah. you want that ultimate closure mm-hmm. like the Sopranos you did not get that ultimate closure and look the, what happened people the life, like the life David Chase yeah, like yeah, forever because the, the point of that movie is life goes on we're just not going to see it yeah. their, their lives go on which it's, I thought it ended perfectly by the way yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with endings like that you know people, people wanted a f- more finale out of Dexter yeah didn't watch the show, but I heard it was fantastic. Though. Yeah, did it, people didn't like the ending. Really? Another yeah. one of those open-ended like endings? Yeah, he ended up in the woods. I don't know. Yeah, upset about that, huh? 
<laughs> I, I never watched an episode of the show. Maybe he killed animals out there, you know. He's life- <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it was it was done with people. So he's animal killer. Right last one, so we can get out. Of right, let's go. do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go this way. I mean, Gump is a great movie. Yeah, it is. Gump is a great movie. In my eyes. I mean, they touch. They the way they you know they touched all these different areas of. Uh, America growing up through the, you know the times and everything. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's got a lot of history in it. A lot of history, and I think he just played the part really well in getting in there and uh, showing everything. And I just I loved it. I have to go with my last one. I have to go with a soft and say the Burbs because the Burbs yeah, was like that's a good movie. It's underrated. Yeah, definitely underrated. underrated. Wasn't Corey Feldman in that too? As yes, well? he was. He was right. Yes, he was. Um, there's not a lot of other like obviously we left off Sleepless in Seattle. Yes, and we left off. Um, Trying to figure out, we left off of Da Vinci Code because I didn't think the Da Vinci Code was that good. He also well, had some, go with both of them, right? He really had some bad movies too, like The Lady Killers and That Thing You Do was not that good. See, I kind of like that movie actually. I mean, I didn't, I didn't mention about. it. I didn't mention it. Yeah, he, I mean, he wrote this movie too, I believe, and and uh, I think he wrote it and uh, his company produced it or something. He did a movie with Julia Roberts that he wrote too. Um, I forgot the name of it. Damn it. Um, I'll think about it next week. But listen, let's just say this though. I mean, there. There's plenty of uh, Tom Hanks movies out there that you could probably mention in the top five and be, you know, if that's your top five, rightfully so, because the guy's just a phenomenal actor. He's At the end so of the day, it's movies. your top five. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, that's my point, for sure. Um, that's it for this week. Is it really time up already? It's actually over, but that's We okay. are over time right now? Yeah. Do we okay. get paid for the overtime? You get paid? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Find me on Twitter, Randy BSB. Off topic. Off topic. Hashtag off topic. We'll see you guys next week. Take care, guys. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.